one of the areas in which mindfulness practice has helped me the most, I believe, has been in my dealings with other people. As someone who is an introvert and who has a tendency to want to isolate, and especially uh, if I'm dealing with you know someone who's dealt with chronic depression all their lives, there are times when, even though I, I feel like and know in my heart that I am much better off being around people and not living life inside of my own head, that it's very it's very healthy for me to be around others because then it's you know it's 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 not all about me and i sometimes you know things being all about me can lead to all sorts of challenges and i think most people understand what those challenges are when we are when we're uh, you know completely wrapped up in our own reality uh, thinking only you know you know thinking you know completely immersed in our own thoughts and not really hearing the perspective or perspectives of others, we can tend to just really, you know, kind of end up, you know, living in our own world or living in a bubble. And I know that that is definitely very challenging for a lot of reasons. But in terms of dealing with other people, it's it's really helped me to take some time to really understand why sometimes that can be so challenging and why it can push a lot of our buttons and why it can cause us so much pain and suffering and, uh, and, and difficulties. And it's interesting because what we need the most, we you know, most of us need to be connected with other people and yet being connected with other people sometimes provides us with some of the, uh, the deepest challenges that we have in our lives and can can cause us some of the most unsettling difficulties that we will experience, you know, as humans. And I, at least for me, I know that what, what is so challenging about it is how do I separate my, you know, my agenda for, for others. And what I, what I mean by that is how do I deal with or making sure that I don't get wrapped up in believing what I am thinking about other people in terms of who I think they are. And in a lot of cases, I have caught myself when I meet someone new for the first time, you know, making decisions about who I think they are before I've really had an opportunity to get to know who they are. And because I am an overly sensitive person and have struggled in my life with codependency and being, you know, and being what's referred to as a people pleaser, I'm very sensitive to other people's feelings. And so there is a tendency to think that I know how other people feel. And I want to emphasize again in that pre- the sentence that I just spoke, thinking that I know how other people feel. And that's the problem, that I'm thinking, that I think that I know, that, I, that, that somehow... I can read someone's mind and know, you know, what they're feeling or what they're thinking. And it's amazing how mindfulness practice has helped me catch myself do doing this in the moment. In other words, I can get so wrapped up in how someone I think someone feels or what I think they are thinking of me 
in any given moment that I'm not really here at all. I'm not I'm not really able to interact with them in any sort of meaningful way because I'm too wrapped up in my own narrative, my own story for how I think that they feel or what they might be thinking about me or about life in general or or about anything that they're struggling with. And while this does seem rather simplistic, I think that you know various forms and you know various forms and fashions of this struggle there's different you know shades and there's different flavors of this in terms of you know dealing with how you know we're making our decisions about where we think other people are coming from and where they're at and where we think that maybe even where we think that they're going because that can also be a tendency is you know I think this person is headed here you know I want to follow them we decide that someone is on their way to something else. They're, they're on their way to a place that we want to be. And there again, it's, you know, where we think they, that, you know, that we think that they're on their way to. And we, you know, we think that's where we want to be. You notice how that word keeps coming up over and over and over again. And it's not an accident. I didn't really plan to say that word, you know, in different, you know, different ways. But it's just sort of happening in the moment. And I think it's very instructive because it is completely possible to live an entire life, if we're not careful, dealing with and reacting to and really believing that other people are not really who they really are, but who we think that they are. And I don't want to belabor the point or, you know, become repetitive but the idea here is to, and when I stop and, and reflect about all the relationships that I've had in my life, and this can be acquaintances, friends, coworkers, uh, you know, closer, even closer relationships, there has been numerous instances, and in some cases, I woke up, you know, one day after starting to practice mindfulness, to, you know, a little over 20 years ago where I woke up one day and realized, wow, this person is not who I thought they, that, that they were. I, I literally had that wake up, you know, that wake up call, that, that sort of aha moment. And it can be very unsettling as we, and this is really why I think I am talking about this this morning, is it can be a little bit disorienting and it can be a little bit unsettling as we continue, you know, as we if we're if we're beginning a mindfulness practice, or we're on the on on the spiritual path in some way, and depending on it, there's a lot of different ways to being here now and living in the present moment. But it can be very unsettling to wake up one day and suddenly realize I'm you know my, I'm surrounded by people, and I'm not necessarily saying that everyone has this experience to this to this extent but it's in terms of feeling like we wake up one day and suddenly we're surrounded by people that aren't really who we thought that they were and I think the idea here is is if this is especially unsettling or disorienting and sometimes it's not it's sometimes it's just a matter of and I think the more that we progress in our mindfulness practice the more that we focus on 
being in the moment with other people and giving them a chance to show us who they are, taking the time to get to know who they are, and not trying to think that we know what they're thinking or feeling in any given situation, but just letting them tell us or having the skills to be able to ask questions when we need to know, when we're concerned and need to know what they're thinking or feeling, that we can have the skills that are necessary to communicate with other people and to be prepared to hear whatever it is they have to say. Because I realize that is a double-edged sword. That is, you know, we can, we can want to really know instead of once we get to a point where we can learn and catch ourselves in the moment when we are thinking about who, you know, we think people are and what they're thinking or feeling, we can, you know, what we have to confront is the, is the fact that sometimes, you know, if, we, if, if we're going to give them a chance to share with us what they're thinking or, feel, or feeling, that we have to be able to embrace that. And that takes a certain level of, you know, of maturity to be able to hear what people have to say because sometimes we may not like it. And so that's sometimes what I've, what I, people that I've spoken with in the past that when they get to a place where they're no longer living inside their own heads in their relationships with other people, uh, it's kind of a surprise when they're suddenly having to hear things that maybe they weren't prepared to hear. They're having to face things that they weren't really prepared to face. And what I have to say on that is, is that it is, you know, that's a process and that it gets, you know, it gets easier the longer that we do this. When we get to a place as we continue to really let ourselves be with people in a genuine, in a real and genuine way and in the moment as it's happening, it's kind of like, it's really building a skill. It's really beginning to be able to do that in a way that is more more skillful our human relations skills and our relationship skills can you know actually improve when we are when we're here where it's really happening and it's and to me I, I find that to be very hopeful I find that to be encouraging that the longer that we do this work, the more comfortable we, we have the capacity to get more comfortable with it and to be more at peace with what happens when we really are, a, are able to be here with people in the here and now and be able to really understand where they're coming from and not where we you know where, where you know where we think they're coming from. And it's something that I want to encourage you know anyone that if they are struggling with that, and I know as someone who has struggled with, you know, it has been a challenge for me always, and for different reasons, because of my, over, you know, because of my oversensitivity to what people have to say. Sometimes I don't want to hear what they have to say because I'm going to have to confront something about myself that I'm not really comfortable with. And where, and at the same time, I sometimes have to face truths about other people or situations in life that I'm not really wanting to have to face. And what I find is, is that mindfulness practice builds that foundation. The more that we can 
allow ourselves to be vulnerable and open with others, the more that we can be real with others, the more that we can do that coming from a place of being mindful about how we're dealing with what it feels like to do that. Because if it's something that you have not done a lot of in the past, it will feel different. If you, At the end of the day, if you really want to have more satisfying relationships with those people that are in your life, and that's whether that's at work, at home, wherever it is, uh, what I found is, is that you know, doing this work, while it can be unsettling and disorienting at first, and can sometimes be painful even years later, we're dealing with the truth of who people really are. We're, we're dealing with them where, where they live. And they're dealing with us where we live. And the more that we can develop a skill set that is grounded in mindfulness practice so that we can, because we are going to have feelings that will come up, things will get triggered. We all come to, you know, you know into this life and through this life with baggage, with things that we have had to deal with in the past and with past traumas, with, with past disappointments, things not going the way that we wanted them to go, hurt, hurts and pains and all those types of things. So when we're dealing with people, we're also kind of bringing ourselves you know, into those relationships with all the baggage that we have. And there's a, there's a real potential to have our buttons pushed, to have things triggered by the things that people say or the way that they say it, the things that people do or the way that they do it. And it can be scary to open ourselves up to that. And I think that's, at the end of the day, that's where mindfulness practice gives us a solid foundation, a solid base to work from and also a safe place to return to when something unsettles us or shocks us or surprises us or hurts us, whatever it is. Because we'll have those strong feelings, but at the same time, we will be able to catch ourselves and be paying attention to what our mind is doing with those feelings. And the more we can just catch ourselves trying to think about it and let that th- let go of that thinking and just let ourselves feel what we feel and trust in that process and allow ourselves to let those feelings go through us and release them. We can really do that in a way where we really are here and not somewhere else running and hiding where we think it is safe. And usually the place that we tend to go to when we think it's, you know, when, when things seem, seem scary is in our minds because we, it's very, I know for me, I've created a very comfortable nest in that place. It's very, very tempting for me when things are tough out here to go into that safe place, that comfortable place in my mind and utilize all of the coping mechanisms, the unhealthy coping mechanisms that I have developed over the years that, you know, using that, you know, using those things to cope. And while they may soothe me some in the short term, they also can cause me a lot of pain in the short term and in the long term. And if I if I tend to go back into my mind and live inside of my own head too much and too often, 
without being aware of it, that becomes my default mechanism for dealing with difficulties. Instead of sitting quietly with them and letting those, you know, allowing those feelings to, to, to go through me and trusting that I can cope with that and being open to what is actually happening and seeing that and embracing it, whatever it is, even, even if it doesn't feel good, I'm, I believe that I'm better off embracing what's really happening and being aware of what's really happening than it is to try to live in my own narrative. So the choice I have at the end of the day is do I live in here or do I live out there where things are really happening? That's where reality is, is out there. And I know that it is very, very common, and and I know that when I first started practicing mindfulness, you know, I took my feelings very seriously. And, and, And my thoughts about my feelings, I took even more seriously. Because that was my coping mechanism. That's how, that's the narrative that I created around what I was feeling that allowed me to continue to, I don't want to say fully feel those feelings, but to have to, to, to have to live with them if that's, if that's the way it had to be. If I, if I was going to have feelings, at least I had my thoughts about them. And that's what I comforted myself with. That's what I soothed myself with. And unfortunately, because there, you know, everything has a flip side, that's also what I used to torture myself endlessly and make myself feel worse about myself. All those negative feelings of guilt and shame, all those, uh, you know, negative images of myself, you know, negative body image, uh, low self-esteem, all of those things come from there, from that place, from engaging in those things. And that's really where mindfulness, you know, it's, I say this so often that it's not just about sitting still in a chair or on a cushion or while walking. It's, uh, you know, while it can be very relaxing in a lot of ways, it's not really all about that. That's just the way that we practice. That's the way that we make ourselves more familiar and more comfortable with being aware of what's happening right now. But where it really, really happens is out there. That's where the practice really benefits us, is out there where everything is happening, where all of those people are that we're dealing with wherever they happen to be in their lives. And I think that I'm much better equipped to deal with that. And sometimes what I have to embrace and confront Uh, is not pretty and I know that's the same way for everyone we all have complicated lives there are unfortunately things that we cannot change that we wish were different there are people that we wish were different there are relationships that we wished were or wish that are different to be different but sometimes they can you know can be changed sometimes they can be improved and sometimes they can't but I know that my thoughts about those things doesn't really make it any better for me. It doesn't really improve the quality of my life. And if there is, some of these things are kind of like a very complicated puzzle, figuring them out, or a complicated riddle. The thinking about those things does not help me solve that. I'm not sure that I need to solve any riddles or, you know, any puzzles. 
because I think, you know, in some cases I can get so wrapped up in that that I'm not, once again, I'm somewhere else and I'm not here. And as someone who spent many years trying to escape having to deal with other people for so many different reasons, I now find myself 20 years later realizing that that's really where the growth is. That's where it's at for me, is dealing with other people, opening myself up and being vulnerable, letting myself be, being okay with being who I am, for, for better or for worse, with other people learning from other people teaching other people all of those things it's you know we're, we're just not one it's just not one thing it's you know it is it, it's all there's so many facets to our relationships with others and it's only when we realize that in life that's really where it all is that's where the action is that's where the growth opportunities are that's really you know that's where the rubber meets the road is is our dealings with other people and while it is very sometimes can be very messy and very complicated and very painful for so many different reasons it is a it is a very fertile training ground it is a very uh, it, is, it is a tremendous opportunity to grow and to evolve and to, and to be more of who we really are not the person that we think we are not the person who we want to be but the person that we actually really are and that that's been one of the hardest things for me to understand and to really uh, wrap my head around is that I am who I am it's you know it's it's great to have goals and aspirations and visions for for ourselves but at the end of the day we you know we are enough right here right now who we are and it's when when we can finally embrace ourselves and that's where mindfulness practice can help so much as well is accepting our own shortcomings and, and inadequacies and loving ourselves in spite of all those things that we can give that love out towards other people we can share that with other people and be with them and meet them where they live once we stop thinking about all of it and trying to process it in our heads instead of our hearts instead of trust you know instead of trying to tell ourselves what we think is happening to just let ourselves experience what is happening and not be afraid of it and even if we are afraid of it to do it anyway because eventually it will get easier it will become more natural and we can trust in ourselves we have the strength to face these things we have the strength to embrace what it is that we encounter with other people we just have to trust in our ability to do so and it it can make so much of a difference when we actually see that we can actually do this it is possible